Oh, sweet. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Totally Wong Podcast. I'm Eric Wong, and today with me, I have my friend Trevor Cook. That's not my name. What's your name? Cletus. <laughs> my name, Cletus. <laughs> Got my Mountain Dew. I'm ready to go. That you do. Let's get a photo of you with that Mountain Dew. That's an advertisement right there. <laughs> the blood, the bloody canvas in the background <laughs> really works as a backdrop. That's what happens when I don't have my Mountain Dew. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, my friend Trevor is on the show, and he is a local comedian. A rising star, shall we say. How would you label yourself? Or do you not do labels? It's 2019. I just like pizza and making people laugh. Don't we all? Um, so for those who don't know, uh, me and Trevor uh, met at Second City and stand up level one to where he went on to stand <laughs> where he went on to stand up level two. You we didn't you didn't do two yet, right? I switched over to improv at that point. Yeah, I might go back. I don't know. I'm having more fun with improv. I hate to say. <laughs> and I got to cut that out. <laughs> Can't air that. <laughs> oh God! You should have told me what I can and can't say before. Yeah. Um. I don't have filters. What are those? Filters are for cigarettes. <laughs> uh. I don't want to say BPC, because we all you know my jokes. Uh. Just nothing. We'll see how it goes. I'll, no. No. I'll try to not be yeah. Cletus. Uh. My so, name's Stacy. I'm a feminist. You've been you've been doing open mics left and right lately for like what? How 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 long have you been doing? Since Shit. April. Really? Since April? Mm-hmm. So why did you? Okay. So what made you want to get in the in the comedy? So, well, I guess there's a lot of things. Because the first reason is because I started listening to the Kill Tony podcast, and that's it's like a podcast where they let anyone perform a minute of stand up comedy, and it's hosted by. Like a legendary comedian. I like how you just name drop other podcasts on my podcast. It's cool. It's what's well, the reason you asked? Not like I'm making any money off of it. Now, hopefully, you just did. <laughs> You're gonna be famous like tomorrow. Maybe they'll throw me some money. Right I'll, I'll throw you a quarter. <laughs> Making hail. Yeah, exactly. That's how I roll in the strip club. Cletus knows how to party. <laughs> so you listen to the Kill Tony podcast, and you. I I just I started listening to a Kill Tony podcast and I I couldn't stop listening to it because it was just the main demographic for Kill Tony I feel like is like people who like watching stand up comedy and when they when they're like at a performance for Kill Tony a lot of the people are probably like oh I could totally do this I could totally try it so I was like I was I don't know I just kept listening to the podcast and I was like. I always wanted to get in a stand-up comedy. I always, like, after I'd watch a Netflix special, I'd be, like, in the shower going over stupid jokes in my head. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I just started listening to that podcast, and I was like, I I don't know, I gotta go perform stand-up. Now, you were, so you were writing jokes prior to actually your attempt? No, nah, I pretty much started in April. Like okay, his, so that's his, when you started writing jokes? Yeah, and actually, like, writing them down. I used to just think of, like, stupid stuff off the top of my head, but in April when I actually started doing open mics, I actually started, like, writing down jokes, keeping a journal, shit like that. Okay, so 
What when you write jokes though, like what's your inspiration? Because I know like some comedians will just write punchlines, and some will kind of reflect the world a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like Dave Chappelle, I think is a good one for that. For that, at least I, lately. Well, okay, so like for influence, I guess I guess you could say like there's a few comedians that I like to listen to that get me in the mood to want to do stand up comedy. But at the end of the day, I just like making people laugh. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's why I started doing it. I mean, I don't do it as often as you do. I haven't done an open mic actually since June, since when we did our second city. Jeez. Yeah. Because I started doing improv. Uh, When's the last time you did improv? uh, Yesterday. We actually had. Were you on the street? Were you like, "Hey, lady, you want to see me?" No, I was in class. I just started level C, so we have. We have a show at the end of this term, and uh, we got some funny fucking people in our class. And it's nice too, because like when you're when you're in an improv group, and I think anytime you're in a, I don't want to say it's like that for stand up for like improv though, it's healthy competition in your group. It's not like you'll you'll have funny fucking people do like a sketch or whatever, like a, a scene. And it's not like, man, I fucking hate them. Cause you know, you know, they're better than me, blah, blah, blah. It's more like, okay, let's see if I can up the ante a little bit. It's like a healthy competition. No one really gets jealous of each other. Like when we talk about each other on our own after class, like if I'm with a group of a couple people and we talk about somebody in class, it's usually about like, man, Alex was fucking funny today. We got to somehow, like, I got to, I got to beat that somehow because that was fucking great. We got this dude, Alex, in my class. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, He's, he's got these little characters he does and he's a very, I don't know if he's done theater, but he owns it. So like, I look at Alex as like healthy competition, like, okay, let's see what I can do, you know? And it's very family friendly. Like it's not, I don't know. Improv is just. To me, it feels a little bit healthier. How how do you rate who's better in improv, though? It's hard because I think... That's like, I hate when people say, like, oh, uh, what comedian's funnier? But it's like... Everyone's you different. N- you never... Yeah. Everyone has a different sense of humor. Um, It depends because I know my strong suit in comedy is doing, like, my characters, my voices, and stuff like that. And then you get some people that are just really good at coming up with creative things to do like uh we had this new girl shauna and her and my friend laura had a hurry up and create a scene and they all of a sudden they're just like rolling a dead body you know sometimes you know for me it's hard to find like a object work to do to me i like to just come up with a character and then base my scene around my character so um sometimes aren't you given a scene though Mm mm-hmm more and more we've been given scenes. I think what was the last thing we did? It was like we had to we had to be superheroes and villains. <laughs> and uh so, so wh- what were you? I was the villain. Me and my friend Laura were fighting over who got to be the head villain cuz there was like one villain and then there was a uh henchman. And we were fighting over who was going to be the villain. So I was like, let's just be an old married couple and are you? And then my friend Alex was this uh character called Captain Nitro Blast and then his uh sidekick was my friend Gabby and she was uh espresso. 
Oy, and I talk with a Jewish accent, and you, <laughs> I hate the mon, I hate Mondays, and I hate coffee with the lines and the Starbucks and the, the frappuccinos, you know, like, <laughs> it was funny, it was for what it was, um, yeah, we we've been getting more kind of scenes lately, like, okay, you're this and this, and here's an idea, go with it. Don't they have open mics for improv though? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're more like IO and Second City has their own. Uh, but it's definitely a whole different level. Because I always felt like w- w- when I was doing comedy, it was more competitive. Like, actually, just like competitive. Like, you got to be aware, like conscious of like who you tell your jokes in front of. Because you never know who's going to take them. What? Why would they take them? I've seen people steal jokes, dude. That's why you record your shit, so that you always have something that, to fall back on. That's why I always record. I won't go by myself. If I get up on stage, I always have someone record me. Just not only that, I can post it on Facebook. looks cool. <laughs> so, how many open mics do you do a week? A week? I don't, I don't know, because I have such a weird schedule. I never know. I try to get in. I feel like it's on the lower amount. I try to get in at least like six or something a week. That's that's not a low amount. I, yeah, but there's people that do it like three times a day, five days a week. They just open mic bounce. Yeah, but see, the I think there's an issue with that. I think I don't think it's necessarily healthy. I I mean, yes, comedians should grind, but I don't think it's necessarily healthy to just like. You Box know, skip to okay. open mic, open mic, open mic. So I'm I'm gonna tap into that with with a friend of mine. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name because he, he's eventually eventually gonna be on the show at some. You point. said my name on the podcast. Yeah, well, he's eventually gonna be on the show, and uh, he kind of had like a breakdown to me about like he was just worn out because he was driving to Aurora, going to work, doing all these like he would go to an open mic in Aurora. Getting get three hours of sleep. Go to work. After work, go do another open mic. Go doing this. Go do open another open mic. And I try to tell him, like, dude, chill out, relax. I go, yeah, but that's what you have to do when you're a comedian. You have to keep performing. Yeah, but I also feel like it's healthy to relax. Like, let you actually just take a day or two to relax. That's why. That's why. Like, if I'm not, if I, if I, if I'm. If I'm not going to do an open mic, then I'll probably have something else planned. Like this weekend, I didn't try to... I have I have this issue where I haven't been trying to go to do open mics on weekends. Mm-hmm. But my plans last weekend was to go to a college party all the way down in SIU. Mm-hmm. So I was like... I was gone for that whole entire time. I won't be here this weekend because of the military. So I just... I, if I don't do open mics, then I try to find something else to do. But there's... There's also been like a few days where I just go home and I'm like, I just want to sleep. No, and I feel like that's perfectly normal because that way you're, you're staying like you're fresh. You're not like burning two candles at or burning a candle at both ends. You know, you're not working every single day and then spending your entire life doing open mics. I mean, it's good. And I feel like it's good to stay committed, grind at it. The more you, you know, the more you practice, the better you get. But I feel like it's also good to just, at the same time, just take a day off every now and then and just watch TV or relax in the bed, you know? 
That's what I was trying to tell my buddy. I'm like, dude, with work and you driving like he was driving like hours to these open mics. I'm like, just yeah, that's what it's take a day. Just take a day to yourself, man. I don't know. I've done that too. The most I've ever driven was for Kill Tony, and that was uh, from I live in Wakanda, Illinois, all the way to Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was a five hour drive. Dan, how'd that one turn out? I bombed real bad. <laughs> Looking like complete white trash. And then I slept in my car. <laughs> and then left in the morning. Wait, didn't you get a ticket too? I got pulled over and... Well, now I can't show my mom this episode. Thanks. Oh. I got pulled over and I had weed Trevor, in the car. Trevor, you got pulled over? No, my parents don't know that I've ever smoked weed. And I don't smoke weed. I don't, I don't smoke weed. I'm in the military. I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> uh, virgin uh, until marriage. But I, I had weed in the car, and the cop pulled me over, and he was like, oh, that's highly illegal in can Indiana. You even say, so. Can you even say everything you just said with you being in the military? Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'm clean. I don't know what you're talking about. Never smoked in a, a day in my life. <laughs> and uh, But I had weed in the car, and it was it was just a dab pen. And I, I, uh, I was honest with him. I was like, yeah, I got weed in the car. And I showed him the dab pen, and he's like, Okay, but do you have real marijuana? And I was like, <laughs> no, this is... None this of this is pussy it. shit. <laughs> this is real. And he, he ended up having to search a car, and then he had, like, another cop come out, and then... They do a cavity search? N- no, but... <laughs> they they found out that I have, like, a $100 ivory tobacco pipe from Iraq in my car, and they were like, oh, that tobacco pipe is so cool. You but, made friends? Yeah. And uh, since I'm in the military, they were like, I don't I don't really want to bust this guy's balls too hard. They just ended up taking it and giving me a warning for the speeding. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So, um, Never smoked weed. Ever in my life. Here at the Totally Wong Podcast, we like to verify this as he has never smoked marijuana. There you go. It's verified. It's official. Can't do nothing about it. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Oh, wait, he's not president anymore. Yeah. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. This man has never smoked weed in his entire life. He's a good guy, the best guy, the best. <laughs> you should have uh, introduced Donald Trump before he made that, uh, you know, guest spot, just, like, coming in like that. But it's it's cool. <laughs> just like, oh, we have Donald Trump here today. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you, Mr. Long, for inviting me into your home. Uh, I, I've done better. <laughs> uh, whatever. Everyone has. I've, I've Especially w- all your exes. I got a... Yeah. Which exes? I only got like three. Same. Well, two. Yeah, let's talk. Do you get married uh, at the age of 21 and get divorced at 22? I thought you wanted to talk about comedy. This is <laughs> Your life is a comedy. Yeah, it is. It truly is. <laughs> Haven't you seen the Joker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You invited me on this podcast to make fun of me. I'm getting a laugh. Bang. I'm getting a laugh. All right, so like, tell me some open mic stories. When was like like the last time you bombed, and how bad was it? How did it feel? The last time <laughs> I bombed, I've, I have an interesting story to save, but the last time I bombed was, I, I guess, I go to this open mic on Monday nights. It was last Monday. It was called uh, uh, Trigger Warning. It's Sedgwick Stop. 
I wouldn't necessarily say it was a bomb, but there was definitely times where there was a pause with no laughs after I told a punchline. That's the worst. But I I feel like people don't necessarily go there to test material. I feel like they like talk shit to each other or something. I don't know. My experience is no response is bad response. <laughs> yeah, if you get like uh I don't even care if my jokes are bad. I'd like you to say boo to them or something. At least you officially know. Because, I mean, I've gone to open mics where I hate small crowds. Usually, if you go to an open mic that has a small crowd, you get nothing. Now, if you get a full crowd, you'll get something. It's easier for me to perform in front of a large crowd as opposed to, like, five or six people that just happen to be there. Yeah, true, but you got to learn how to make those, like, five or six people laugh so that it'll be really good shit when you get a group of people. Because if you get a group of people and you bomb with a group of people, and I've seen that happen, mm. it's it's really weird. <laughs> the Totally Wong Podcast is brought to you by Audiophils Records. All right, guys, if you like music and you live in the Chicagoland area, I got something for you. Chances are, if you like music, which, face it, everyone does, you like to listen to it on vinyl. Well, if I know one thing about vinyl, the best place to get vinyl from is Audiophils Records. Audiophils Records is located at 17 East Van Buren Street, downtown Joliet, Illinois. They buy, sell, and trade vinyl with a large collection of new and pre-loved. They have an amazing music program, too. They carry any and all local music with all the proceeds going back to the artist. And, guess what? They'll even put you on the radio. Yep, they will put you on 88.7 FM and get you on the radio. So if you're in a band, you should probably contact them. Best part about this place, it's family-ran business. Alright? All they care about is you getting the tunes you're looking for. It's audiophilrecords.com And before you're thinking, audiophil, F-I-L-L, no, no, no. Audio and fill the name, all right? It's A-U-D-I-O-P-H-I-L-S-R-E-C-O-R-D-S.com. Audiophil Records, the only place to go for vinyl in Chicagoland area. I've been to an open mic where they do, they did, it was like a competition and the winner would get a hundred bucks and then they would have like money for, like store money. Yeah for their second and third place and they they like i think they didn't run the open mic that well it was kind of like hey we're just we're doing stand-up comedy and the other people there were like oh okay because it's like ambush comedy you're not supposed to just like surprise people with jokes (laughs) but like it's like a flash mob of comedy yeah and it's like these these people were like they didn't want to like laugh at anything i've I've had that experience i did a halftime show at a boxing event and I went out and no one gave a fuck. Nobody. Because every as soon as the halftime came around, everybody started going to the bar. Everyone was just about Yeah, that's what thing. they do at halftime. It's a horrible time to go on. Yeah, it was just a terrible show. I mean, it was good material because I reused that material for Second City. The whole skit about me skateboarding. Remember, my, my, I did my act, and I was talking about, like, skateboarding compared to your, when you're a teenager to an adult. But how does that how does that relate to the boxing story? I did that that um, that um bit. Oh, that's the bit? That's the oh, bit okay. I did, and it didn't get a single laugh. But ever since then, whenever I do that bit, it always gets shit. It always gets a laugh. 
So that's where sometimes I feel like it really is the crowd. Because sometimes they just don't want to even pay attention to begin with. No, they don't. It's, that just happens it's, sometimes. To me, it's just like it's all location. So if you're doing like a halftime show at a sporting event, they don't give a shit about comedy. No. Uh, half the time, they don't even want to listen to the music artist that's there. So location is everything. I, I guess that's a fair thing to say. I mean, I did an open mic at this. Uh, my buddy runs one in uh, Villa Park. And no one gave a shit for anybody who went Josephine's? on. Josephine's? Lunar Brewing? Oh, I don't know about that one. I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, he runs it. And no one gave a shit about anybody that went on until their two headliners and my buddy went on. So three people are the only ones that got a response. The guy who went on after me, I thought was funnier than I was. And I hear, I'm laughing the shit off at his jokes. I'm like, why isn't anyone paying attention to this guy? He's fucking funny. He's funnier than me. No one's paying attention. And then my buddy goes on because he runs it, so they paid attention to him. And then two other people that were, like, they were waiting to see. That's, like, that's like the issue, though. It's, like, if if they don't... Sometimes when crowds don't know who you are, they won't give a shit. And it's not... You got to, like, grab their attention you, by going up. You got to... Definitely got to work with a crowd that doesn't give you something back. Because I remember when I was up there and I was... I told my, my joke and, like I said, this is the same shit I've used at... Second City always gets a laugh. My buddy was, you know, clapping his ass off. And I said something like, oh, thank you for your pity. And then finally everyone started like, someone turned and looked and started like chuckling. I'm like, well, at least you're enjoying my pain and suffering up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my $20 beer and be on my way. Ugh, $20 a beer? It was a sour. Ugh. It was a good beer. It was worth it, though. It will never be worth it for 20 bucks. Dude, they had this one beer. I don't care if that beer like saves, prevents me from having cancer. They I'm not had, paying 20 bucks. They had a beer there that was like $40. I go, is that like for a six-pack or a growler? And then it's like, no, it's for one can. I go, is it from like the gods or something? Like, No, it, that's too much. Cure, is it going to like cure cancer? <laughs> Way too much. So... What open mics are you doing now? I, I didn't you you just had a, a um a, a showcase recently, didn't you? Yeah, it it was it was kind of like last minute though. Um, I remember seeing your face on like a like a flyer. You're doing oh, this. That, you're, you're doing this. <laughs> yeah, that show that show was uh, in September. That was uh, at Terminus Theater in uh, Lake Villa. How'd that go? That for show your, was really really good. For your first, that was like your first showcase, right? Yeah. Other, yeah, outside of Second City. Yeah, and it was my first paid showcase, and it was it. I, I had like three months to prepare, so I tried promoting it as hard as I could, and I think it worked out in the end. I had like maybe eight or ten people come out to yeah. see, and it was a full room, which was good. That's um, always good. Because I heard the last time they did that show, they only had like ten people come out to see it. Yeah. Okay. I got you wanna hear you wanna hear this? So here's how I got that halftime show at that boxing event. Someone suck someone's dick. Ugh. Uh (laughs) even the taste of his dick. No, but there's a funny story. Speaking of dick, uh there was this guy who knew I did comedy and he knew me from boxing because I used to box and he's like, Hey, you do comedy, right? I was like, Yeah, he's like, I'm putting this charity event together called Lee Harvey's Dick Nose. That was the name of the event, Lee Harvey Dick Knows, and it was a full-blown, like, comedy event, 
and it was like an open mic. Like he had musical guests there, uh, stand-ups, and you know, stand-up comedians, uh, musicians, poets. Like he was doing like this whole big act, and he was like pushing me to sell tickets. So I sold like fifteen tickets for like ten dollars a piece. Oh, yeah! All my friends came. Uh, some uh, my my my, uh, my family and friends came. Some people from work. Uh, I show up to this place. There's a wrestling ring in the middle of the the floor, and I go to him like, "What the fuck is going on?" Some rap group showed up, and they're even like, "What the fuck is going on here?" The show starts in an hour, and no one's here. He's like, this guy comes up, uh, his name was Lee Harvey, he's like, yeah, about nine of the acts canceled on me. I go, how long ago? About like two weeks ago. I go, you didn't think of telling anybody? I go, did I go? Did you sell any tickets? He's like, no, I was kind of hoping you guys would sell them. I was like, what? Yeah, I go, well, here I am with like 15 people. What the fuck? <laughs> so they let us drink for free at the bar, and uh, he kept waiting for like people to show up, and no one showed up at all. So I ended up keeping the money. He's like, "Oh, just keep the money." I'm like, "Well, now I feel like I just ripped off everybody." So I get—I mean, I gave the money back, but a lot of people are just like, "Fuck it, not the, not my fault." So they told me to keep it. So in a way, it was like a paying gig, I guess. I, I mean, I gave half of it back. I forced it on my friends. Uh, so then they're like, yeah, we're sorry about that. It was my buddy's first time throwing an event, and apparently he fucked it up. So then they asked me to do a halftime show, which was just terrible. Jeez. <laughs> it was terrible. But yeah, Lee Harvey's dick nose. Great event that never happened. So there's my my showcase story. I never, I mean... I usually just go to the Ashbury. It's haunted. I hear that place is good. I've never tried it yet. It's good, but the material I'm working on right now, which I can't say on air because it's totally inappropriate. <laughs> uh, Wait, it, we talk about the. Is that what? Is that how it's inappropriate? Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's definitely not uh, appropriate. I actually got invited to do an open mic tomorrow. This girl was trying to throw. Some open mic at her place. I, I she only knows me from Snapchat, but she knows I do stand up. So she asked me to do open mic at her event she was trying to throw together, which I don't think is going to happen anymore because she couldn't get enough people. Well, yeah, it's hard to get people for an open mic, especially when you start one. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me, tell me about some open mic stories. What, like, what are the craziest things you've seen? In so probably mic? the craziest thing I've seen is like one time. Have you have you heard of the Coles Bar open mic? Yeah. Yeah, that one. I went to that one. Is that one in LaSalle? Time. No, it's. I think it's on Milwaukee. It's on okay. Milwaukee. I don't know Milwaukee and what, but it's on Milwaukee. It's by Cafe Mustache. Okay, I don't know them. I heard it's, of it. It's like almost connected to the Blue Line. But, anyways, on this open mic, they have like people come out, and you have to be there like as soon as the place opens to get your name early on the list, and then, like, you have to wait there the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So you're just like at a bar for like three, four hours. <laughs> Fuck that. And then, yeah. And like, you could be like, yeah, I'll drink. But like, you could easily get drunk because you're there for four hours before the show even begins. So I I actually brought Mark McChesney 
with to that open mic. Is that how you say his last name? Mark Machesny. I thought I it was Maskeny. One of the two. Machesny. I, I brought Mark <laughs> Mark from Stand Up One class. I brought him. I know he was in Stand Up Two. Yeah, he was. He was also in Stand Up Two with me. His Stand Up Two act was actually pretty damn good. I ain't gonna lie. Who marks? Yeah. Oh, talking about Mario and the Magic Mushrooms. Yeah, fuck, my, fuck my set. My set was stupid. yours was good. No, it's dumb. Yours was good, but he marks that here, so I gotta give him some credit. Yeah, he was pretty good, but he's he's one of those people that's like, he's gotta like go to open mics and he doesn't do it. He's funny though. Yeah, I feel I feel like if, if if he took time to really sit down, he can come up with some pretty fucking funny punchlines because he's he's got a good one where he's got really good setups. Yeah, like the Viagra Triangle, he better fucking do something with that. Uh, he could tell plenty of jokes about I, that. I don't. I've steal. seen shit just by going over to meet Mark at the Viagra Triangle. I told Mark, I go, I don't steal jokes, and I'll never steal a joke. But I go, if you don't do anything with that Viagra Triangle joke, I'm taking it, because he doesn't really have a joke for it. He just talks about it, yeah. but he doesn't really set it up for anything. And I'm like, dude. You have something called the Viagra Triangle. You need to work on that. That's a great topic for a joke. But eh, I don't think he, I don't think he's still doing stand up. No, he doesn't. He doesn't go to open mics. I mean, I I haven't been to one in a hot minute either. But if you ever want to go to the Ashbury, I'll go with you. What day do they have it on? Wednesday. Wednesday is like an open mic for everybody, so it's like musicians and everything. And then Thursday they do it's like a comedy night, but I don't know who really shows up for that. More people show up on Wednesday, from my understanding. You might as well you might as well go on a Wednesday because then the musical acts will not they're more prone to laugh because they're not comedians themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why it's I think that's why everyone goes on Wednesdays. Uh, I feel like well, music is also it's. The act, good I got, the act I have, I feel like they actually would tell me to get off the stage. <laughs> well, you could always go to the gallows. Yeah, I know. I said Jessica's been trying to get me to go back. And go. I said some pretty bad stuff last time I went. We can't say it on here. No, definitely not. But anyways, I I don't know. I like the gallows. It's fun. They actually it's had not a, for everybody. <laughs> they actually had a crowd of like six or eight people last time. Well, that's what they had last time when I went there. It was like five people. No one only. No, no, no. But like that was like an actual crowd of people that weren't comedians. Oh, okay. And then there was comedians. Because when I went, there was like five people there and I only got like one laugh at my vegan joke. Yeah, it's. Yeah. They do. They mostly do dark material there. Oh, it's dark. Yeah. Anything from what my understanding, it's not even like a lot of punchlines. It's just dark thoughts. Yeah, you can make that argument. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, so so so-and-so walked into a bar and said, no, it's like a dark outlook on things. Dark, funny outlook. It's disturbing. I like it. So what what are your plans with comedy? What do you want out of it? I never finished the story about Cole's Bar. Oh, yeah, finish the story about Cole's Bar. So like this... One time I brought Mark with, and I don't even remember where I was. I think it was like 17th on the list. So I stayed till like, gosh, like 11.30 or 45, I didn't get on. And um, there was this Asian woman that was like just sitting there. And there was also this like big burly black guy from Atlanta. And um, 
the host of the open mic was like late mm-hmm. and they actually the they actually like grabbed the list this black guy and this asian woman they grabbed the list the asian woman just went on the microphone and was like okay guys we're starting in like five minutes and like i don't even think she was a comedian <laughs> She just, just decided to get up there and, like, start the shit on her own. And then, like, the, the black guy got up there with, like, the clipboard. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to be the host until I go up. And I'm number, like, five or number eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the actual host came in and she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who was the host? Who was the host? Yeah. Because I know Jessica Diana does a lot. No. Okay. Her name's Alex something. What the fuck? So, what do you want out of comedy? You want a Netflix special, don't you? Yeah, I want my Netflix special. That's what I want. <laughs> what if we just? I like, mean, like, we'll I want to record you one day and mail it in, and see what happens. All right, that's fine by me. No, they're gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, I want my Netflix special. I want to do other things too. Like, I want to like host my own show once and uh, host an open mic. I've never done that yet. Uh, my friend Zach did the one. He was Jesus oh, at my yeah, Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. I added him on Facebook. He's cool. He's a cool dude. Uh, so how much sleep do you get, though? Because you live like an hour away from here. So I really don't get a lot of sleep. So here's my typical schedule because I normally also go to the really late. Yeah, mics. that's what I was going to say. Because like Mondays has a late mic trigger warning. Uh, Tuesdays is Montrose Saloon. That's super late. Uh Thursday is Beer Belly Open Mic. That's super late. Wednesday, if you go to Cole's Bar and you're, like, last on the list, you're going to be there really late. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fri- Gallows is really late on Fridays. So I've just – there's, like, these open mics you can do that are, like, really late. So what, what I do for my typical day is I wake up at, like – I wake up at, like, 5. I wake up at 5. And, you know, I get ready for work and do all this, and I'm out the door by 6. And then I go to work, and I get there by 7. It takes, like, an hour because I live mm-hmm. in Wakanda, but I have to drive to Des Plaines. Yeah. And it's, like, an hour, and, you know, I get to work by, like, 6.45, start work at 7, leave at 3.30. If I'm going to do open mics, I think the most I've ever done is three in a day. But if you're going to do an open mic, you... You know, you go to the open mic. A lot of the times, if I could message the host, I'll just ask for an early spot yeah. if I'm not going to be able to get there in time to sign up. And uh, I know sometimes I do two open mics or three, and, like, I end up staying until, like, 11 or midnight, yeah. and then I have to drive home. So you really only get, like, what, four hours a night? Yeah, and then I get home by, like, midnight or... uh midnight or one o'clock and then i have to be back up at five to go to work that's crit uh commitment but that's fucking crazy that's yeah i know i'm crazy i don't like i think that's why i don't do that many open mics it's because i'm someone who really loves sleep and i get up at like six in the morning so for me to like go do an open mic until like midnight i'm in bed by like 11 <laughs> you know like i'm a lot older than you yeah that's what i i tell like, pe- people that I tell that are older are like, yeah, that's going to catch up with you soon. By the oh, time you hit 30, you're going to be like, I just want to sleep. I'm 28, and it's hitting me right now. So, it, 
I've been old ever since I was young. That's why I always ask for like an early spot though, because I, if I have to go to an open mic that's like at ten at night, I want like one of the early spots so I can go home and go to bed. Yeah, because you got like an hour commute as it is. So yeah. even, even if you get done at twelve, you won't get home till like one. Yeah, and then even even if I do a suburban mic like the one in Aurora or or uh, Bolingbrook, I'll just like do that open mic. Then I'll probably just head home. Yeah, I probably won't drive to the city because then. Cause then I have to drive like an hour from Displains to like said place, and then if I want to go to the city to do a late open mic, it would be like another hour drive. Do so, the open mic, leave late for another hour drive to go home, go to bed. Yeah. So and you're, then per- wake up. you're performing at what Reggie's tonight? No, I don't. I, I think I'm gonna do. Uh, there's this really good place, really good crowd, mostly comedians, but there's a lot of them uh, at Shuba's. Okay, so you're going to do Shuba's tonight. All right. Yeah, and they do their open mic at like 8, so I got time to get over there. Okay, well, I got to cut this short, man, because, you know, got things to do. But, oh, that's fine. Uh, plus, I try to keep it at 45 minutes to an hour. makes editing easier. Uh, but, Trevor... As usual, it's always nice to have you on the show. Hey, follow me on Instagram at Trevor Cookie. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Any any other plugs you want to plug in? Your Facebook, that, your that's whatever. all that's all I have for now. I have a show Twitter. If you my Twitter is uh Trevor Cookie Two. You should just go buy a cookie. I I do. That's an old nickname I have. That's why I have this tattoo. He's got a a, a tattoo of a cookie on him. If you can see it. That's the shittiest looking cookie I've ever seen. Yeah, people tell me it looks like Bowser's shell. That's what it, that's what I always thought it was. And you tell me one day, like, oh, it's a cookie. I'm like, is it like white chocolate chips? Like, yeah, that's what it is. It's white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. <laughs> well, that's why they're a, not colored in. Let me get a photo of this so people can see. They can get a fucking visual. Put that on the Instagram account. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I've had that nickname for a long, long time. I've had my name since I was born, if that helps. <laughs> really? I thought you get that after like three years. I know, right? I had to earn Prestige my name. Prestige level three. I get my name. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, as usual, if you like what you hear, give me an iTunes rating and review. I will give you a shout out on the air. Even if it's a good one or a bad one, leave a bad one. I don't care. I'll have fun reading it. He's going to get like one star and then going to be like, I'm never saying that again. Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> All right, but yeah, leave a rating. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Totally Wong Podcast. Same thing for Twitter. It's the same thing all around. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye, Trevor. Bye. Cletus. <laughs>